Always feeling kind of tired, burning that bottom line Cause you're double, triple working till the sun don't shine But in your heart there is a calling, shouting loud in your soul That tells you that this isn't crazy, this is just rock and roll And you feel so sad You feel the best you ever Hello and welcome to Nick and Caitlin's Talent Show. I'm Nick. And I'm Caitlin. And this is the show where we take advantage of our talented friends for our own personal gain. Caitlin, are you okay? I can't hear anything in my headphones. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Oh, I got it. Got it? Wonderful. Thank God. We are here. We're plugged in. We're part of the system. Yep. I'm feeling so energized. Me too. I feel so jazzed. We just finished (laughs) our interview with our guest today. (laughs) It was so great. It was so good. Holy smokes. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it. But first. First. Let's talk about us. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We need to, we need to stop recording in the in the early morning times because mm-hmm. i'm feeling way more with it yeah and a lot and and like i agree on voice uh, totally on voice totally on voice the thing is is that because of our schedule i know i know it's just easier to record in the morning sometimes today I, it worked out today was great i've been sleeping late mm-hmm. i've been like going to bed at like 3 30 in the morning recently why just because like you know that's life yeah and like Dana's been getting off work super late and like mm-hmm. if we want to spend any time together, it's got to be late, super late at night. Yeah. Um, but uh, today feels good. Yeah. Today feels really good. Also, it's like the weather is so uh, good. Uh, like the uh, just having the sunshine and wearing a denim jacket instead yeah, of like a trench coat. It's just good for my soul. Just makes me feel good. Yeah. Things are everything's coming up. Also. Mm. Okay. On top of our amazing conversation with our guest today, uh-huh. I had a really great conversation with someone that I haven't spoken to in a long time today. Oh, yeah. And it made me feel so good. You know, this we're turning our lives around. Yeah. Sometimes just, you know what, listeners? Sometimes just reaching out uh-huh. to someone makes all the difference. That was big of you. It, I, I mean, I guess, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like... It was not, just good. Not big of you in relation to the other person, big of right. you in terms of yourself to yes. like get out to of your own way. Allow, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I allowed myself to like let it go. Yeah. I was, yeah. It was great. I was proud of myself. Awesome. There's more love out there in the world than there is hate. So. Mm. Mm. Look at us go. I know. Changing the world. We are um, changing the something world. Something happened yesterday that I wanted to talk to you about because um, I was... I don't know where I I was on Twitter, I think. And I saw someone posted, Mm -hmm. uh, the perfect, uh, combination of people on a podcast that encapsulates my entire life. Okay. Um, it was this podcast called throwing shade. Are you familiar? Yeah. With Aaron and, uh, uh, and what's this? Brian. Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to it before, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not an avid listener of Me it either, but I, have, um, but yeah. I, I've listened to it and I like it. And, and, uh, they posted their guests for yesterday's episode, mm-hmm. which was Paul F. Tompkins yes. and Trixie Mattel. What? Yeah. Like in the same two room? worlds collided. Why? What? And you will never. T- what? That, what they- yeah. It was so crazy. So apparently if you listen to throwing shade, it's probably not that big of a surprise because 
both of them have been on the pod, have been yes. guests on the podcast I've before. I've listened to Trixie's episodes on. And they are like, I don't know if you want to say fan favorites, but mm-hmm. but uh, I guess fans have been clamoring to bring them together because they've been like the most frequent guests on the show. Yeah. And they thought it'd be fun to bring them together. Wow. And I was like, this is like... How kooky. I know. This is like <laughs> the two opposite ends of my world. Not opposite ends, but like yeah. two separate parts of my world have come colliding together. in oh, such a funny so lovely. way. It was great. I loved oh, every second of it. I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so fun. Yeah. Made me Wait, real. so did they release the episode or they just were like, hey, here's our yeah, guest? Yeah, it's, for- it's out. Oh, okay. Did yeah. you listen to it? Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh my God. What's, what do they talk about? Like, Ooh. What are the topics that they circle around? Good effing question. Um, they do a little uh, uh, accent game mm-hmm. where they try and do different accents. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about drag names, uh, drag queen names, mm-hmm. which while we're on the topic... We need to get a drag queen on this show. We do. We need to. Like, you know, let's. How have our... we not had a drag queen on this show? Yeah, yet. we'll get one. I'll reach out. It's been almost a year. You know, you just got to reach out. Hey, you just ask get out and of you shall receive. Look at that. Yep. All right. Speaking of drag names, I thought of a good one today when I was okay. getting my nails done. Um, uh, little Crystal Action. <laughs> <laughs> little Crystal Action. Yeah, isn't that fun? Is that a, is that a phrase in regards to nails? Well, I was like, I was think I was talking about Veronica's nails. She has these like sparkles on it. And I was uh-huh. like, is that glitter or is that a little crystal action? <laughs> and you were like, and I was like, please welcome to the stage. Little, little crystal, crystal action. action. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. They also <laughs> talked about the Ernest movies. Like Ernest oh, yeah. goes to jail. Ernest, Ernest goes to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. They talked That's about weird. That. <laughs> I don't know how they got brought up. <laughs> I mean, how does anyone talk about anything? How do we talk about anything? How do you? How does how do, anyone how do ever we get still to any topic? Have anything to talk about? <laughs> is what I want. I know. don't know. We're coming up on a year. I know it's crazy. It's the crazy. Speaking of things, crazy things to talk about. I, I, someone posted. Oh, please tell me that. Okay, good. Uh, someone posted this on Facebook last night, and I took a screenshot of it because I had to read this to you. Yeah. This is a audition. A notice on backstage.com uh-huh. for a short film yes called darkness deeper okay and this is the synopsis of darkness deeper okay which you can submit to audition for now if mm-hmm. you'd like mm-hmm. judy has an uh i already fucked it up <clears throat> this Cut. is darkness deeper <laughs> judy has nightmares about her abusive father she's been living with this shit for years <gasps> he's always accusing her in dreams and during the day, she will see things in the store and remember food she fixed for him. She has a boyfriend who looks like him. She also dreams about a plane that talks in a scary voice. <laughs> she was in the army, then special forces. They made a sex tape as a going away gift before a mission. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Judy and her boyfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> then she vanished. And later, the army brought a body for the mother to see, but they claimed the boyfriend couldn't because mom had concerns about him going nuts because the body was horribly mutilated from torture. That was one sentence. (laughs) The thing is, (laughs) the thing is, please tell me the thing. Nobody made mention of a particular new tattoo that only he saw, and it was visible on the video they made. If she isn't dead, where is she? When Judy's dreams were at their strangest, she imagined that maybe she was an actress and the army story was a character she played once and it was where she was hiding somehow lost in her mind. What? Darkness Deeper coming to theaters 
Never. Never. Sounds like seven different movies. I know. <laughs> Someone literally dropped acid and was like, oh my God, I have the best idea for Okay, a- so wait, let's let's break it down. So there's Judy. Judy. Judy, okay, here's the stuff about the father. He's a shit. He He's a shit <laughs> and he haunts her dreams. Not her real life. And she'll be at the grocery store and be like, oh, I cooked for him. <laughs> but then, in real life, maybe he's he's done nothing to her he only is mean to her in her Look, dreams yeah truth lies reality fiction okay all blurred she also has a boyfriend yes they made boyfriend a sex tape has no name according to he this. shouldn't have one no, he should true. just be the boyfriend this is all about let Judy. us not forget <laughs> that the dreams also include a plane <laughs> that talks in a scary voice that could be related Which, to her time in the army while we're on the subject i think i would make a great plane with scary voice all right what, what give us a taste oh i mean i'd have to see the script obviously oh, you're so right but i just think you, know. you mean that wasn't enough of a <laughs> <laughs> of a little sampling for you i know i know but i you know i, I mean i feel like i get I, I just feel like actor. i get him i know i feel like i get him you do and his scary voice you do okay. so there's the boyfriend no name sex tape sex tape they, they make a sex tape before she went to the army then she goes to the army she and- realized a dream went to the army <laughs> and then she died supposedly supposedly allegedly died Mm -hmm. and and the mother sees the body sure the boyfriend doesn't see the body but But when he does but it's so mutilated from torture right how does anybody know who it is and then he i'm getting angry just talking about and then he doesn't see the body but he's like she has a secret tattoo that only i know about because we made a sex tape i'll I'll prove i'll prove it to you i'll bring you the sex tape (laughs) If she's not dead, where is she? She wanted to be an actress. No, she dreamt that maybe she was. What? She had a real dream or she had like a a life dream? Hold on. Let's read this last part again. Uh, If she isn't dead, where is she? When Judy's dreams were at their strangest, she imagined that maybe she was an actress and the army story was a character she played once and it was where she was hiding somehow lost in her mind. So I don't know if if after the Judy the the fake judy body comes back Mm -hmm. i don't know if we're still following judy and her story Mm -hmm. or if now we're following the boyfriend and his story but you know what i can tell you how this movie ends how does it end it was all a dream anyway (laughs) that's how it's gonna end i can tell you right now moral of the story is i'm super excited to see darkness deeper yeah uh, when it comes out next year so (laughs) you heard it here first folks (laughs) darkness deeper oh i love it wow anybody can just make anything these days it's true Mm. you know who am i to judge them for for making their vision that's true that is true so more power to you whoever (sighs) whoever you you are are out there boy that was jam-packed full of things (laughs) um do we want to do a top five um but but Oh, I have one. Okay. Okay, Nick and Caitlin's top five. Nick and Caitlin's top five. Okay, I want to know your top five favorite things to do in the sun. (laughs) You were so excited about this one. Top five favorite things to do in the sun. Yes. Um... Well, I love to <laughs> soak in those rays, baby. Oh, yeah? Just go down to the lake and strip off my shirt. No sunscreen. Oh, no sunscreen. Oh, okay. 
You go no sunscreen? No, I go extra sunscreen. <laughs> I thought maybe you went no sunscreen because you always you? get burnt. <laughs> I do get burnt. I don't mind getting burnt, but one time I, this is why I do sunscreen now because mm-hmm. one time I fucked Erp mm-hmm. and I was, remember remember way back when, when I told you that I, I drove a, um, a, uh, School bus. <laughs> <laughs> and it was magical and we would go yeah, into yeah, yeah, you know space and uh-huh. s- students' bodies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, why can't I think of the word for it? I, uh, a pedicab. Oh, yeah. I used to drive a pedicab. Yes. Uh, <gasps> you did tell summer. me about this. And w- for the pride parade, I was mm-hmm. working the pride parade and it was such a beautiful day that I had like rolled up my sleeves mm-hmm. to soak in the sun mm-hmm. and didn't put sunscreen on and I got third degree burns yeah. on my upper arms and I they were like my skin was had bubbled because it had burned so badly that I couldn't sleep like (laughs) other than like like Jesus Christ on his stomach (laughs) just hands outstretched Uh Um, and now my arms are all freckly from the scars Mm -hmm. so I don't fuck with that no more you put sunscreen on so I put sunscreen on that's great and I soak in the sun down by the lake okay my number five favorite thing to do in the sun is to not wear tights anymore. I There's mm. nothing like feeling those rays on your skin, but mm-hmm. in the particular spot that's always covered up. Sure. But not... As a, as a, a, as a lady, I feel like that's... Yeah. Because like all... How long have I been wearing? When did I start wearing tights again? Probably in like October. October, <laughs> November, yeah. December, January, February, March, April. It's been six months of tights. It's been six <laughs> months since my legs have felt sunshine <laughs> that's a long time that is a long time um i'm happy for you thank you me too my number four thing i love i love that feeling when you're you probably are gonna hate this mm. feeling when if like you're at the beach and it's super hot mm-hmm. and you're just like sweating but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter mm. like i love being able to just sweat and not have to worry about the fact that I'm sweating. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. I think it also probably like it's not great to sweat on your way to work. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like it's gotta be it's a, while you're relaxing. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. relaxing sweat. Like I remember one time I was in Daytona beach on vacation mm-hmm. and me and Dana were like playing mini golf and it was so hot that I was just like drenched with sweat, mm-hmm. but it was fine because like I was you were just, just like, I'm outside. I'm outside and I'm playing mini golf. Yeah. Like I don't need to not be sweating. Yes. It's a great feeling. As a, as a sweaty man mm-hmm. who is almost always sweating. It finally. Finally, now it's, is, okay. it's okay. No one's like, why is he sweating? <laughs> They're like, oh, he's outside. Oh, I'm sweating it's hot too. Out. We're all sweating. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. a nice feeling. My number four favorite feeling is going outside with my hair wet. Oh, and it, and, and it dries on its own. Well, my hair doesn't dry super quick when it's wet, but it's nice to just go out with wet hair and uh-huh. not worry about it freezing right. or being cold on me, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's a great combo of like warm skin, wet hair, you know? <laughs> what a, what a, what a. Hashtag warm, warm skin, wet hair. I forgot it already. Hashtag okay. warm skin, wet hair. Your turn. It'll catch on. Yeah. It'll for Someone sure catch on. please. <laughs> please (laughs) um my number three favorite uh we're doing feelings Uh, what did you say just favorite things in the sun favorite things to do in the sun i think is what you said Um, i guess we've kind of migrated to feelings but let's go back to activities i mean feelings can be activities that's true 
Sweating is, sweating is an activity for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are moving. Uh, number three, favorite thing to do in the sun. Um, um, uh, I, I can't think of anything right now. I don't know why. I can go again. Sure, why don't you go again? What is it? Three? Yeah. My number three favorite thing to do in the sun is um, be on a patio. Patio season in Chicago is coming back. Oh, it's key. God, there's nothing better than sitting on a patio. That's so true. Or even just like sitting outside. Yeah. Sitting on my fucking front steps. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Ooh, okay. So yeah, my number three favorite thing to do in the sun mm-hmm. is drink. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, nothing like a cold alcoholic beverage uh-huh. when you're just outside in the sun. Yeah. Ooh, that feels good. That 4th of July. Uh, you know, that 4th of July feeling. Yeah, it's yeah, great. it's good. It's a good feeling. It's like a, like you know, the like sun like kind of gets you more drunk. Yeah, it does you're because all... you're getting more dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, That's science. Feeling. That's science for sure. Yeah, That's 100% science. proved science. We know science real good. We know, I, I know science real good. I know science very much. I'm in no science real good. <laughs> okay, number two, my number two favorite thing to do in the sun. Um, oh boy. My number two favorite thing. <laughs> oh boy to do in the sun you know i really feel like i'm just like relying on feelings but not wearing a jacket uh-huh. i love to not wear a jacket so you just want to be exposed yeah is what i'm as the sense i'm getting yeah i want my skin to see the light of day yeah yeah, yeah. in a safe way yeah yeah my number two favorite thing to do in the sun is is like uh go to a, like a outdoor cookout party mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Yeah. Like outdoor parties are so much better than indoor parties. Oh, definitely. Cause as a sweaty man, you can be sweaty. If there are more than eight people in my apartment, I can feel it mm-hmm. and I get sweaty because of it. Yeah. Um, so being outside in the fresh air. Yeah. I'm such, I'm such a, I'm just like, food tastes better outside. <laughs> It does. It's true. Yeah. It, that's also science. That is. Me know science real good. Science very much. Science are we real good happening. at. Happening. It's here. It's good and we are yeah. good. Science. Yes. Mm-hmm. My number one favorite thing to do in the sun. I don't know if this counts, but I'm going to say it because I make the rules. It's like <laughs> being outside at like 8 p.m. And it's and still, it's still being light sunny. Yeah. Holy shit. What a great feeling. It's so good. Yeah. I love that. Are you, so you're a you're a daytime person, more than a nighttime person. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, if it's dark I, outside, I'm like I need to be home. Yeah, I love, I love being out during the day. Me too. I mean, the, the nightlife is fun, but man, I, I would prefer the sun never went down before yeah. eight p.m. Mm-hmm. all year long. When I was in Russia, because of like the time of year it was and like where yeah. russia is located it didn't get dark until 10 p.m yeah what do and they call the that sun... white white uh isn't there a movie based on that with Grishnikov and uh and uh oh someone else boy i don't know but the sun would go down at 10 p.m and it would come up at 4 a.m wow so there was just you had yeah. daytime all literally all day yeah i think it's called white nights or something like that is it something like that? I don't know, but it was beautiful and it was awesome. That's so, yeah, that's, I would prefer that. Yeah, me too. Um, I think it's because, and I probably talked about this already too, but working when I used to work nine to fives all the time mm-hmm. in the winter, when you get off work at five o'clock, it's dark already. Yeah. And so, so you, you feel like home. your day is over. Yeah. 
when you get off work and it's still bright out, you're like, great, I can still do stuff. Mm-hmm. I can still get things done. I can go drink on a patio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, I'll say this too. I love a summer night. I do too. Those Sahamer. Sahamer. Nah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. So you get it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Do you know what that's from? Yeah, 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 I know, okay. I know what it's from. I Can you it. tell everyone, please? Yeah, I could do oh. that. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> it's from Greece to... Um, cool Rider. <laughs> <laughs> when are you coming back? Red Rider. Um, Red Robin. <laughs> yum. Um, <laughs> wow, so many references in such a small amount of so time. So stupid. Um... <laughs> Especially like when I lived in Georgia and like summer nights were mm-hmm. like pretty cool and this like you could see all the stars mm-hmm. and it was still warm out. So like it wasn't too cold, but like cool enough that yeah. it was comfortable. Relaxing. Such a relaxing time to be alive. Is that your number one? I think so. Great. We did it. Look at us go. Bam. Basking in the sunshine. Yeah, yeah, wow, 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 wow. Good singing. <laughs> Speaking of singing, oh my gosh, our guest today. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what's up. She's what's up? an amazing improviser, an amazing music improviser, and yeah, amazing I feel, singer. Yeah, yeah. Give her, give it the the full rundown because we. She was so ready to like to chat with us all things. that we didn't even really give her a proper introduction. Yes. So to continue to be giving her yes. a great introduction. Okay. Now. So you probably know her as an improviser, music improviser, singer, teacher. She's also getting her master's in social work in two weeks. Yay. Um, Amber Lindy is on the show today and holy smokes, did we have a great time? She serves some truth. We talk some drag race. Mm -hmm. We talk some social work. We We talk talk some some improv. Theater, artistry. I mean, she just, she's just a fountain of inspirational uh, tidbits. Yeah. And I just feel so energized just from talking to her. Yeah. She's Um, a real treat. So stick around for that. Stick around and listen up. Bye. Oh my God. And she's got, she would never do it though. Do you think she would go back? stars i don't think she well we i mean we haven't even honored like the drama with the robbie turner drama that's (gasps) happening we talked about it last night when you missed it oh my god it's insane you know what's happening with us i do like the fake uber yeah here's the thing robbie turner is one of my least favorite queens of all time so i'm not even like shook by it yeah i'm just like it was somebody that you really loved but it's just like it's so crazy like what was she is she like on something or is she like doing it for attention like what what are your thoughts what do you what do you think I I will say that there is a certain level of mental decision making that has to go into a lie that big. Yeah. Because you're willing to like go there. Yeah. And not really thinking it because like people there's people I mean a lot of even in like social services people will fake. We always the chance the the. The rate of people faking things is low. Mm-hmm. And like we never like to spread that because mm-hmm. you believe your client. Like we believe women, we believe our translate. You know what I mean? We, we believe our people. Yeah. But 
like something like that, which has mm-hmm. like quickly been dissolved, there's something like mentally that's going on there. Right. Maybe it's like right. panic of like the new seasons getting left behind, mental mm-hmm. illness, maybe yeah. they're broke. That's like true. Like there's desperation there. To, to lie that big, there yeah. has to be some desperation. Well, because it's, it's just so unsustainable. You know, like, like death. Like someone's going to find that out. Right. Yeah. It's like the, a public rec- record can be found of that. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I guess there was like lots of things about like tr- like Trinity K. Bonet like lying about a bunch of stuff and oh, like wow. that stuff goes I mean people find that I mean the drag race community is insane and yeah. like small <laughs> and like connected so like when people lie people are gonna it find comes out, out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah she's I've asked, I, this is what I was told today I have like a thread of Nancy <laughs> Drews that she is like taking a couple months off Turner like, or bar, Robbie K- Turner okay. Robbie Turner like the bar released a statement saying like we want Robbie to be okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to take a couple months off for I, the best. I imagine it it's is going to be hard to recover. I imagine it is very mentally distressing to go from being a working queen to being on RuPaul's Drag Race to then your life being touring and like nonstop. I mean, it. You can tell it like it wears a lot of the girls down. Like Katya, I went to, yeah. I went to like the Wisconsin. I went to like Wisconsin Dells for a weekend, and I got mm-hmm. home and I was like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> like for a weekend, right. like traveling, and then the energy of like, yeah. I mean, I go, I like have like three fans at I, you know, like after my IO show, and I'm even like, oh, I need like, or you don't, it's like, or you don't even know what to say because you're like, you look at yourself as like such a fuck up that yeah. you're right. like, that you're like, how or you just you want to like remind them like, I good. promise you, you can do this. Just take like a couple classes, and if you still want to do it, I promise you you can yeah so it's like even hand i'm, I'm caitlin and I, I don't know like what your fanage but i'm sure you have people that love you <laughs> and whatever level that is <laughs> no i know you heather's like come on <laughs> one got you covered at mcl chicago twice you did i did twice. twice twice but either way like you have people that are coming up behind you that like are model you're yeah. modeling for them and i'm sure those queens meet lots of like nine-year-olds that are like yeah. i want to be you shea Coulee. and they're like well right. mm-hmm you know, Britney Spears, I'm not a role model quote. <laughs> but also to have the, the energy and the, like, compassion to to meet those fans every night mm-hmm. and that, that, from and all the over the that world. And the fans feel like they can say whatever the fuck they want yeah. to because right. you've done on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I they feel like, like they know you. They feel, yeah, like, they feel like they own you. They probably say terrible things to yeah. them. But also, like, I recently did my first meet and greet ever because I love Thorgy Thor. Oh, I know. I, did, like, I wanted to talk to yeah, you about I this. I love Thorgy Thor. Okay. And I understand all the about- that some people don't, and that's even better because she's mine, and like, <laughs> I love it. Um, but she, like... She was so great, you guys. It was Sharon <laughs> Needles, like Naomi Smalls, gal. and Thorgy Thor. So it was oh, like, wow. Where I was this? At Roscoe's, yeah, I think, yeah. like a month or two ago, uh-huh. or a month and a half ago. And I did Armando, and I was like, I gotta go. I have to go. Like, she's yeah. not in town that often. She's like, she, yeah, she, she travels a ton, really but like, here. she's special. Like, she's one that you don't see a lot. Sure. So I went, and it was, it was amazing. And we waited in line, and it's like two seconds. And you just like, I remember like, see, first of all, seeing them, they're superheroes. Like, seeing them in person, <laughs> it's like insane. So I literally was like, Sharon, you're a goddess, Naomi, you're like impeccable. But I was like, I gotta be, I gotta be honest, I'm here for Thorgy tonight. And she felt like she was so excited because oh, everybody's wow. probably That's there for like so Sharon. Yeah. Sure. And I had a Thorgy shirt on. I was like, I'm a straight white woman. <laughs> Thorgy Thor shirt on and I'm like here to make it clear. We had a great laugh. I gave her a hug and like one of the things I said to her is like, I'm in school to be a social worker and so many of my days are so dark mm. and so sad. And I was like, you bring me the utmost joy 
and we had this little like moment. I know. Oh, that's I was like, so special. Like, if I could tell her that's anything, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I want to let her know. And like, I'm sure that's like the most meaningful thing. Right. 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 So then she's like performing on stage and she was so funny. She was so good. We were pretty close. It was like a really rainy thunderstorm night. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, it was packed, but it wasn't like you couldn't get to the front. Right. So we were towards the front and she's like doing this thing on stage and she sees me and I'm living and like giving her all these dollars and she was like, come on, social worker, you better work, bitch. Yes. <laughs> the fact that she met like 500 people after me yeah. and like made that moment with me on stage. I was like, this is why I love her. And this yeah. is why we need to remember we don't get to see them on TV. Like that is an edit. Mm-hmm. As right. much as like they oh, can be absolute. responsible for oh, some absolutely. of the edit. We d- I think she got a terrible edit. I think All Stars 3 was like a disgrace to her. Don't give her Stevie Nicks. Like, come on. I'm so mad about that still. And then you give Shangela like a full three-minute comedy routine. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why the fans were sort of like, fuck off season three. And I, the last sure. thing I'll say is that she was the only person to vote for Shangela. Georgie she was. Thor was the know, only That's true. She got it right. I was insane. so happy because it's like, see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She may not be your favorite, but she, I think, is like... She's genuine. And I yeah. think like with her personality, she's very sensitive. She's an artist. Like mm-hmm. I connect to that. Yeah. I think TV's just like it's not fun for her. It's stressful. I can imagine. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think imagine. I think she, it's not her medium. Yeah. I think she's like different than that. But anyways. <sighs> this oh. has been the RuPaul Minute. Oh my Thank God. you so much, everybody. <laughs> that was sorry. Caitlin and a I just lot. we've Whew. had like a lot. We haven't seen each other for a long time. And when we did see each other weekly, <laughs> we would it. always sort of do a RuPaul check-in. A little, a little RuPaul check-in. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Gotta. It's very, very important to any and all relationships. Yeah, RuPaul I was just talking race. to a friend of mine who, um, she went with her boyfriend out of New Orleans this past week or whatever for WrestleMania. <gasps> oh, same thing. And she it is, is, she it's is exactly not. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. She's mm-hmm. not, she's not a wrestling fan yeah. at all, but went for her boyfriend and talking about sitting through like five hours mm-hmm. of wrestling. And I'm like, I get it. Like, yeah, you know, it's theater. It's it's high drama. Mm-hmm. It's it's My brother it's loved drag. Like growing up, it was so drag. It's so mm-hmm. emotional. Like, oh, yeah. it's like the yeah. Everything's really important. Everything's the, the I'm stakes kill are you. incredibly high. Yeah, the drama. I was just talking about like like you know she was like people watching the whole time mm-hmm. all just and like you know she was talking about how one, at one point this guy came out who's like a villain and everyone's booing him and like she, there were like three fans of his mm-hmm. like a couple rows in front of her who were like fuck you guys fuck like <laughs> screaming at the people who were booing his, yeah, the, well, his the, favorite that's like them being a part of the show I know, you know? they're like oh let's root for the villain and then we get to like right. be in it it's it's just so funny that it's like all these like alpha male dudes <laughs> What are like personality traits that you value in a drag queen? Because I think everybody has like some people like yeah. I really like a bitch queen. I like a look queen. Mm-hmm. I like a pageant queen. Pageant queen. Yeah. I like like a vixen where it's like I like some like a shit starter queen uh-huh. or a social awareness like whatever it is. Yeah, <sighs> it's tough because I I I really love um, like queens that their persona is tied inexorably to who they are. Mm-hmm. So it's not hard for you to see through the the, the character. Like why Trixie Mattel is named Trixie Mattel. Yes, exactly. It's like from a painful place. As opposed to like, you know, James Mansfield, who's like still figuring out her. Yeah. Or it's like her, a put on thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's like definitely that's um, a character. Yeah. I, that, those are the yeah, queens that I, I like really a queen to. that's, yeah, in a, a lot, along that same vein, someone who's very genuine, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I think like Ms. Cracker this season, I'm just like, I really like you. You're yeah. funny and you're real. Um, Someone who doesn't take themselves super seriously, but takes like their art seriously. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone like, you know, like, Katya. like Sasha. Sasha. Yeah. yeah. Shay, even where they're like, I'm really good at this high art form, but I also know that drag is supposed to be silly and fun. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I love Not Queens. Some- I love Queens who are like 
pros. Yeah. Like a Trinity Taylor. Like oh. I love queens Ooh, who are like, I, do, yeah. oh, let's, like oh. I am here to work. I'm here to get it done. Mm-hmm. And like I came prepared. Like a Bianca Del Rio. Like someone who's like, you know. And I and I'm like I'm infatuated with reaching reaching out to the queens that like aren't on the A list. Like mm-hmm. they respond to you on Instagram. Like oh really? Oh my god, Tempest Azor and I have had like chats. <laughs> Tempest Azor. But I also love Tempest Azor because she's like a dad. Yeah. And right. a theater professor. Like you yeah. know Tempest Azor, right? Like we've all had him as your teacher. Right. But he like generally really cares about like his community and his people and the fact that we can see like a dad of two mm-hmm. be a drag queen is yeah. like yes, it can like happen. And, and I and the. I'm really like over the reading of the age. Like Charlie Hyde's is this like mm-hmm. this like rare being. It's like mm-hmm. no, most of the drag queens I grew up seeing in like high school and stuff were like right. 50s and 60s. It was like old broads. Yeah. But I'm like <laughs> now it's like these 19 and 20 year old like club kids. Little I'm babies. Like, that's not who I knew. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like anyways, but that's exciting. It is exciting. So you're doing a podcast. <laughs> we are, and you're on it. You're doing a podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> How did this come to be? Just before we like crack into it. Oh my gosh, we're the ones. Oh doing wow. wow, this is this is well. It's almost I been a year. Why start. Well, oh, we, yeah. we a year too. we're coming up on a year. Yeah. A year ago, Nick and I kind of decided that we wanted to just work on a project together, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he kind of threw out the idea of doing a podcast, and I was like, all right, let's do it. And how did we, I don't know how we zeroed in on this idea of like, it was an idea that I had for a long time yeah. that I couldn't zero in on like how to make it work. Cause I tried several years ago mm-hmm. and it's just, I it was doing it just by myself and with a guest mm-hmm. and it just like, there was something missing. And it was, it was like me. A, it was you. No, it was you all along. A ping ping. Yeah. Yeah. Thing yeah. With three. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the talent cool. show idea. I don't know where that exactly. I, I just wanted to talk to people. Yeah. I think we, I, throughout the talent show yeah probably like title and being like oh well, what if it was just like people coming on and being like well what's your what are you good at you know it's like (laughs) a little charactery yeah i think that's how it came about so yeah we've been doing it for almost a year i know now you're here yay welcome welcome how do you say your last name i don't want to say lindy Amber yeah. Lindy, everyone. And I'm getting to the point where Linda's fine mm-hmm. um, because I'm just like, whatever, it could be yeah. worse. Um, my fiance's last name is Super. That's fun. I'm not taking his last name, but, but if good I was, for him, that's fun. That would be fun. And I'm, everybody's like, could I handle that? They're like, I think you could. They're like, Amber, I think you could be Amber Super and be okay with it. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I feel like getting married and like. You should just real, put his last name in Super front. Lindy. Yeah. I know, like extra oh, amount wow. of myself. Amber Super Lindy. That's Maybe fun. I will. Um, but I think when you're like getting married in like your early 30s and you've had sort of like your own career and your own identity. Yeah. It, for me, it just doesn't make sense. So then all of a sudden, like, so just like let leave go up. of you. I'm like, no, I can still be, oh, I can absolutely. be married and still be yeah. Amber Lindy. Yeah. yeah. My fiance is doing the same thing. Yeah. She's not taking my name. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think an artist communities too because you're like you're known for like yeah. your headshot your, yeah. has your name on it it's what like does that mean your brand kind absolutely of. like yeah it'd be like having to change but also everything. like it is super weird like like my my fiance it's so weird she's like the the only child of her family so mm-hmm. like she's like the last of her lineage name, yeah. so like why should why should i get to be the one that to carry on to, yeah. my name and she doesn't get to do the why yeah. do brides wear veils when they walk down the aisle it's all terrifying if you really look into it yeah i'm actually i'm wearing a veil but just like over my groin <laughs> nice <laughs> over your groin yeah That's i'll be fun. fully clothed but just like a nice it's white a nice veil little, just a modest yeah mm-hmm. a very modest veil over mm-hmm. my i love that but yeah it's amber groin. lindy but amber you can lindy. always ask me if you want to clarify <clears throat> Yeah. Amber Lindy. Yes. I just feel it. like it's nice to ask people. Like, it is. How do, very you say, how do you want us to say your name? How do you say your name? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Pronouns, last name, spelling. Pronouns, for sure. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Diet Pepsi versus Diet Coke. Those are all very important questions for me. Speaking of Diet Coke, have you guys tried the new flavors? Tried all four of them, yeah. What's your favorite? (laughs) Um... My partner, God bless you, like bought me of them all because he knew uh-huh. that'd be really important to me. Because we call it, we were calling it, we were calling it LaCroque. <laughs> because it's basically, yeah. it's Coke freaking out that LaCroix is taking out their money. <laughs> oh my God. We have to make this look like it's healthy. And I'm like, I don't worry about it. I'm still like, I don't still care. Sold, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I really, the cherry, the cherry Coke is very like traditional. It's cherry yeah, Coke. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the lime is delish. Lime is- but cherry, diet, diet Coke limes already existed. So if you want to go for like the more out there flavors, I honestly thought they were all really good. Mango my favorite, was really fun. My favorite was the blood orange. Oh, so good. I'm or sorry, blood I orange, don't know yeah. what you're talking we'll about. Look at it, we'll pull it up later, but Diet Coke's released like flavor cans, uh-huh. like, like zesty lime Diet Coke, and they look very similar to the LaCroix can. Like, but it's like still soda. Yeah, it's Diet Coke. It's, okay, okay. it's Diet Coke with a hint of, of flavor. It feels okay. very like mineral water. Like, that's okay. why I like the blood orange, because okay, okay. it's not like it's, it's not super uh, noticeable at first. Like You, you kind of do that little... Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's nice. It's I'm it like is, it is really. I love it's Diet good. Coke. Yeah. Oh, and okay. I hate Diet Pepsi. <laughs> is what's the, the big difference? Everything. Syrup, sugar. Um. After well, I went to college in Iowa, and we mixed when I was like yeah. drinking as a young person, and mm-hmm. like overdoing, like not drinking properly. Yeah. We our campus was a diet a Pepsi campus. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so sorry. It tastes like oh. rum. Like when I taste Diet Pepsi, I taste like <laughs> the shit I used to mix flashbacks. and do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just think I, my grandpa worked for Coke, so we mm-hmm. always had Coke around. Uh-huh. Um, my whole kitchen is vintage Coke. Like I just love vintage. <gasps> oh, fun. Coke is like Christmas. Like I think there's like Americana. Yeah, Coke and Pepsi has a very is like specific brand. Yeah, and, and I like love nostalgia it. to it. Yeah, and yeah. Pepsi is like NASCAR. That's true. Yeah, I lived in Atlanta for five years, so Coke is Brandy. like so cute. You know, it's God. <laughs> it is. Yeah, Coke is all. Pepsi is knowing. Britney Spears. Coke is like. Beyonce? I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say, no, Beyonce's Beyonce? Pepsi as well, which I. Uh, Who's like, Coke? Does Coke have like a they celebrity attached to it? Yeah. They have the, the bears. bears. The bears, yeah. The bears. Santa Claus. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Santa. Mr. And the only reason Santa like had buttons or there was something about the, the Coke red. Like mm-hmm. he used to, or he used to have a sash and, and then he had buttons and. I, or something with Santa's costume was created by Coke. Yeah. Like we look at that because Coke designed him that way where he was never like, he was supposed to have like a sash and now Coke yeah. made him have buttons and some people think he has buttons. I went wow. to this, I went to this yeah. exhibit once in Pittsburgh that was Santa Claus as he is envisioned all <sighs> over the world. Love. Oh, that's fun. Like, so like Noel this, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is, you know, Poland's Santa Claus. This is what he looks like mm-hmm. in Poland and like all, all over the world. It was so fascinating. <gasps> Do you I realize, I think like, cause I'm here to sort of talk about social work. I think <laughs> you don't, we were going to get there <laughs> eventually. But what I'm thinking about like with Santa and stuff is I'm always constantly reminded that like Santa was real to me and I got presents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how Santa is still real to kids, but then they don't get presents because they don't have money. Like uh, Santa yeah. comes from your parents or oh, your wow. wealth. Yeah. And like when you work in settings where like, that's why like I'm such a firm believer and I'm, I'm like going to try to not be a total asshole on this podcast, but so far, mm, is not, it happening? Not <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I know I walked in here just like a bat. No, 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 I love it. <laughs> but I think like there's this like level of, um, I am like a firm believer now, now in my life, like integrating social work and, and theater that like there's no room for folks not helping their communities if they're actors. Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry. 
Like, yeah, your career is really important. You have your agent, you have your own goals, but Mm -hmm. what are you doing for your community? And if you're not doing anything for your community, I'm not coming to your show. Like if there's not a bucket to raise money for an organization or if Mm -hmm. you're not doing something to get art into schools or whatever, like I don't want to see it anymore. And maybe that's just like the maybe bitterness I have right now with Mm -hmm. like, of course, the Trump's America where I'm like, artists have to be the front line of that stuff. And your, your little you know, you're real and your, and your goals are important, yeah. but like, what are you doing for a community? Did you, know. did you feel that strongly pre 2016 or was this? No, yeah. I don't think I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very, um, I, I, uh, was very on my own path. I was like, yeah. I need, these are my goals. Mm-hmm. I want to be on this stage. I want to be doing this work. I want to have this agent. Right. Um, very, I think, I mean, I've, I've been sort of an empathetic person my whole life. I don't think you go into social work unless you have that bone in your body, totally. yeah. but I very much had like my own me, me, me attitude about being an artist. And yeah. I think it took like working on a cruise ship and having alone time, uh, for nine months floating on like a super mall in the middle of the <laughs> ocean to sort of like sit back and go like, okay, my dream was to work for second city. Yeah. I am right now. This is right. like the best job of all time. <laughs> I'm with my partner. I'm having great shows. This is great. And when I got off the ship, I was like, I did it. Mm-hmm. And that's a weird feeling to have because <laughs> I didn't have that sort of as far as I got. Right. And then I realized like my things started to change in me. Like the funnest, the most fun times I was having on the cruise ship was when I got to teach the workshops mm-hmm. and meet the folks and mm-hmm. like have older people doing improv and like some of the more like holistic stuff happening with like people that were coming on the ship. And I was like, I enjoy this. I don't enjoy like talking about Chris Farley as much anymore. <laughs> I enjoy like seeing two family members improvise together and like yeah. cry, start crying about like that experience or like yeah. just seeing, just seeing like the more human side of improv. Yeah. And I really did a lot of soul searching on the boat and I was like, Oh, I want to be, I want to be a therapist. I want to be a psychologist. And then my friend was like, well, what about a social worker? Cause social mm-hmm. workers work in team settings and psychologists yeah. are on their own. And I was like, Oh, I need a team. Like, <laughs> I, I want to improvise, right? I want to yeah, be with, yeah. with people. I'm the people person. Yeah. So that's sort of like, how that all came to be. And I think um, it's hard to be in this place of like, I have everything I want. I feel just really lucky. I get to be a teacher at Second City. Mm-hmm. I get to do gigs that I really like. I get paid for the work I do sometimes. And for <laughs> me, that's like, that's I feel lucky enough, enough right yeah. there. And so I always have to kind of check myself when I'm talking with newer folks coming up that are, were me, like that me, me, me. It's all about me. Why didn't I get that? Like, right. I need to sort of just be like, Cause I want to say like you asshole, but that was me. So <laughs> yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So, and I, there. and I think the lesson that I always wish that I had that I, that I had implemented was that have a hobby that's not performing mm-hmm. because you can really get to get sucked up in your own cyclone, like totally. yeah. your own people, your community, your, your brand, you start to get really self-important or mm-hmm. really down on yourself for really small things. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wish like now that I have social work to sort of like balance my life. Yeah it feels better right. where I was 120% in as being an actor. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like 70% as an actor. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I quit my dream. It yeah. just means I'm like doing more, doing, th- doing other things mm-hmm. as well. Totally. Are you, are you still in school for social work? Or are you? I'll be graduating in like two weeks. Oh, congratulations. Oh I know. Wow. That's so exciting. That yes. is exciting. You've been working so hard. Like, yeah. It's been a lot. Oh, it's man. been a lot, I'm sure. especially a lot to like, not give up my performing yeah. mm-hmm. because like that's another job, right? We all know that like yeah. that's exhausting. So I kind of, I never wanted to let that go. So the whole time in the past few years, I've still been performing, still teaching, mm-hmm. still writing. So like it's been exhausting, but I'm so glad that like, I felt like I haven't given anything up. Yeah. How did you, how did you balance that? And how do you, how are you planning to continue to balance it? I have had to say like, 
no to some like out of town gigs and stuff, which was painful sure. mm-hmm. because it's my, it's great money and it's just great opportunities. Yeah. But I think it's that like that self affirmation. I really struggle with the idea of scarcity. Like if mm-hmm. I turn this gig down, I'm never going to get another never, one again. Yeah. Right. And then I'm never going to do this like that, like anxious thoughts and social work and just therapy working on therapeutic techniques has taught me like, where's that coming from? Like mm-hmm. address it mm-hmm. where I didn't have any time to like, chill before I walked in here so you guys saw me in like my manic state and I think like I'm trying to be like it's okay to say no just say yeah. po- no politely yeah and be a good person to work with and and offer and offer a solution like I can't do this gig now but please let me know about the ones in the future and guess right. what they will yeah sure it's like so. yeah it, at first it's such a scary thing to do because you see all those opportunities that might come from this one thing and saying no to that is like well if I say no to this then am I saying no to six other potential gigs yeah, yes. that might come from it um, and can keep that relationship open. It's yeah. the relationship is more than the gig. More, yeah. Keep the relationship. Right. A week later, say, "Oh, how did that gig go for y'all? Did you guys have a good time? Well, I can't wait to see the next. Or let me know about the next one. Yeah. They will. And the yeah. fact that you followed up and like asked about their gig, like, oh man, it was great. Oh, I wish you could have been there. Like, the relationship is always more important than I think the the opportunity. Or I think it. I that hope is such so. Great advice. I hope that so. is great yeah. advice. It is. Yeah. And that if is... it's not, then don't work with that person because yeah. yeah, totally right. Yes. So I think like that, and I think also. Just just um, the self-worth piece of like you can say no and still be worthy mm-hmm. of opportunities but I think we're taught to like be really scared of of not jumping of on not everything. getting the opportunities, yeah. opportunities ever yeah. again well let's talk a little bit about your improv background because sure. I th- you are one of the funniest improvisers I've ever seen Kayla and I music were improv is crazy you are so so <laughs> good thank you yeah how did oh, you man. like find that how did you get started in that oh my gosh so I was that kid uh that always wrote like um when like you know like what are you gonna be when you grow up I'm gonna be on SNL like mm-hmm. I was that kid yeah. there's like 30% of the world that that's their group that's their dream <laughs> right. um so I was that girl um and then went uh, went to school for theater has been my whole life so my identity has been like she's a good singer she's a she's an improv or she's right. a theater person has just mm-hmm. been like a part of my identity so I went to school uh, at the University of Northern Iowa for two years with a theater major and uh, was very much sort of like very happy there but like always had my eye on improv Second City and I just knew it was like another four hours away mm-hmm. so I transferred to Columbia College uh, and did junior and senior year there mm-hmm. and while I was there I uh, took my first improv class and really liked it really had a great time and um ad bryant and i were in classes together and it's funny because she was always a rock star Mm -hmm. like she was somebody who you were like she like (laughs) one word and i'd be like (laughs) dying on the floor and i'd always be like ad why are you not auditioning for like the musicals or the shows and she's like i didn't move here for that i moved here to do comedy so she knew like at 20 always this is why i'm here Mm -hmm. she was in like the second city intensive program she was always at io like Mm -hmm. I was sort of half because I still loved musicals and theater. Like I kind of was half in the improv world, but she was in 100%. And I know like the amount of work and chance and luck that got her where she's at and like the natural talent she had. So it's so cool to see her where she's at. But Mm -hmm. um, so like did improv and really liked it, did a a thing at Second City and uh, did classes at IO my senior year of college, sort of as like an adjunct elective in my brain. Right. And they had student discounts. So I did that. Um, Made a Herald team, which if anybody's listening here and is an Improviser, that's a big deal. Apparently, it's like when you graduate, you right. make a Herald team, or you mm-hmm. don't. And my Herald team immediately got cut, oh. <laughs> which was devastating because sure. you do all this thing. It's like more of it's like a reputation and pride thing. Mm-hmm. 
And um, it's always the people that made a Herald team that tell you how unimportant a Herald team is. And you're like, well, <laughs> F off. You made one. Well, see, right? my my boyfriend, still so weird to say my boyfriend, but he is on a Herald team. And okay. I was like, I don't know what that means. Is that a big deal? And he was like, ah, uh, kind of. Well, he's cool about it, too. But is, it a, a, yeah, is it, it a big deal? It's, to, I mean, it depends like, who you I ask. I don't know what that means. It, it's like it's like getting, um, it's, I'm trying to think, like, think of it in like a theater way. It's like getting cast. So oh, yeah, you've okay. been through a, a year-long program. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like getting validated onto the next level. Oh, okay. So imagine taking a year of classes and half your class gets to go onto the musical and then half years does not. Right. Okay. That's painful, right? Yeah. Um, and I got we got caught after two weeks because they were trying to make more room for teacher shows. Mm-hmm. So very like, we did one show, so there wasn't anything personal about it. And I remember um, because I was a senior in college, it wasn't like it didn't weigh that heavy on me because I was like, this was just a learning opportunity. But others were very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really, I don't think I really like blossomed into improv until I took the music improv conservatory at Second yeah. City, which is all music improv. And I was like, oh, here's <laughs> my peeps, my right? Here's my yeah. like theatery, dorky, mm-hmm. heartfelt folks that don't quite fit into like the straight, witty, fast paced yeah. IO environment. Right. And don't quite like, they just like, this is where my people are. So, I remember in like at Iowa, I was always singing in the background. I was mm-hmm. always adding music or like beats. <laughs> Everybody was terrified, but I'm like, we can have music happen in. Music. Yeah. So music and singing is like my my voice. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like my voice is like my superpower in a way. Right. Like I love singing so much that that just kind of became like a natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have development. a killer voice. Thanks. Well, killer. Speaking to the queen over here. Oh my god! But like watching you do music improv during Gotcha Covered, I was like, how the fuck. How did, it's like, how it's like did a, they do it? It's like watching a magic trick. It like, is. I, I was working on a show, a scripted show with Baby Wants Candy mm-hmm. uh, uh, in February and March, and they did a baby show after that. Yeah. And so every night I would stay and watch the baby show, and you had audience members who would be like... That has to be written. So what, how much of this was, was, was pre-planned? None of it. But the music was like my own fiance, who is an actress and like <laughs> smart to the theater world, was like, but the, so the music's the same? I'm like, no, no, everything is made up. It's everything so is made crazy. The reason people why, just can't wrap their head no, around it. No, and I think I'll speak a little bit on like everything's made up, but I think there's <laughs> there's things to it that oh, there's we don't tricks, talk about. Yeah. There's tricks. It is a magic trick. And I think, um, with like the reason why, and I, I think like theater people do really well with musical improv is because they're styles. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in like a bar scene and the and the imp- music imp- improviser starts like wailing on the piano and is doing a western song, right. I know what that sounds like. Right. Because I've watched Oklahoma or yeah. I've listened to Garth Brooks or like mm-hmm. whatever it is, I know like how to change my voice and sing <laughs> like Reba, mm-hmm. yeah. and that that alone <laughs> gets a laugh. Right. So I don't have to be funny. Oh, I just true. have to commit a hundred percent to the style. Mm-hmm. So when I teach. I teach like don't be funny but commit 100% because a dramatic like right. uh, you know a dramatic improv scene will get laughs because the commitment is there mm-hmm. and I think when you're speaking of magic tricks like we play together so we practice so we trust right. each other and secondly like there are little tips and tricks that you learn there are things that you follow yeah I used to joke that one of the guys in the in the cast knew every word that rhymed with erection because <laughs> he would always set up he would always set up the rhyme and then at the last minute cha- change the word that would have been erection to something else. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's such an easy gag to and like. And they'll laugh. Right. And, you, right. and you learn sort of like, I argue you get a little comfortable and like you know the things that work. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know the things that work for me. I know the things that make people laugh when I do it. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm phoning in a bit. I need to change it up tonight. Like I'm not going to play right. these characters. Right. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's it, so musical improv is is my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, and I've been really lucky, like with the music improv program, uh, to be to got to take it. And now I get to coach teams, and now I get to teach people musical improv. Yeah, and like the aha moments are so fun. And mm-hmm. I always am like, you don't have to sing to do this art form. I promise. But you can also sing the boots down and do this art form and love it yeah. as well. So yeah, totally, you know, it's great. I love it so much. The best thing. Well, I think what made you like so great to watch in the music improv is that you are like the best listener and like oh an amazing you. partner. Like anytime you would get up to like do a like a game or whatever, I was like, okay, like if I was going to go up and do music improv with anybody, I would want to go up with you because I know that I'd be like, okay, she's on my team. Like <laughs> she is here with me, you know, okay, but I and, like you can always see that. that. How, yeah, not always, and I still think I struggle. I mean, I still think listening. I know I'm not having a good show mm-hmm. when I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't listen tonight. I was in my head, or I was I was taking care of everybody. I should have just been taking care of myself. Sure. Mm-hmm. When I was an early improviser, because everything was scripted and professional, I would worry about what the audience was seeing. Like, mm. I want to make sure this is a good show for them instead of just like focusing on my teammates. Right, and I also like. Um, would like speak over people, talk too much. Like I felt like there was this manic, like I have to take care of the show and make it funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't listening. So I I remember like when I was not that way and I, I keep thinking like, God, I wasn't probably very fun to play with. But when you first start, you're not going to be a good improviser and like make right. peace with sure. that. Um, and I catch myself like every once in a while, like I still jump into those, those things where I'm like, why was I playing that way? Oh, cause I was nervous about the scene work that was happening or mm. I had a really long day and I wasn't able to like settle myself. Yeah. Like, so I think it's like, it's an ongoing process. I think listening is, like a nonstop chore in like our personal lives too. Mm-hmm. Like totally. you know when you're not being present, you can feel it. Yeah, yeah. I, I find that happening on this podcast all the time. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> next question or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, <laughs> listen to what they're saying. Yeah. Well, and I think also just like once again, like surrendering to the fact that I've gotten everything I've wanted in this community, and like I'm so I place from such a place of gratitude now mm-hmm. that I never used to play in. Now I'm like I'm just so happy to be on stage. <laughs> like I had a really hard day with a client. Improv is not a job anymore. It's like a, yeah. an opportunity. Like I get to do that tonight. Right. Yeah. Um, and t- social work, I think, has taught me that. And now I think it's like, and I want to like get you to like have fun tonight too. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't. It feels so much more like selfless now than it used to. I'm not looking for an agent to come. If they do, right. great. Yeah, that's awesome. But I, and and it, the funny thing is, this is like the Murphy's law of this stuff. I've got more gigs mm-hmm. now that I'm a master's in social work than I ever got as an actor. Totally. Because now it's like, oh, you want me now? Like, <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing. Like the minute you busy yourself or focus totally. on like your own journey it's when people start knocking which yeah. is so weird yeah that's annoying I know it is it really is <laughs> when it rains it pours you man you can't teach that yeah you, you can't even be prepared it. for that you just have to like be like oh it's happening yeah and, okay. I get, and I get really like I see a lot of people that are like you know like not making teams or struggling or not mm-hmm. getting auditions and I just want to like hold them and just be like <laughs> I promise you so much of this is just bullshit like yeah. I, I, but you you can't yeah. you can't teach that you just gotta like under like yeah f- you just gotta it let out. it happen to you yeah I yeah. think so yeah. too totally so how has theater and improv informed your work as a social worker and what is the marriage between those two so what I'm finding I think cause I'm so I mean I'm just starting off as a social worker sure. so I'm sure like in five years if I answer this question it'll be different sure. but I think um you have to improvise as a social worker because you never know what's going to happen that day. Mm -hmm. Improvising in like a macro sense of like Trump's going to win. Trump won. Right. So the next day that feels weird for my clients. I didn't expect Trump to win. Mm -hmm. This is like, Oh my God, my whole day I'm running a group on like group self care. 
Mm-hmm. Well, F that. I got to throw this script away and write something else because today's different. I thought Hillary was going to win. Right. right. That is like the biggest big example of oh, like yeah. improvising. Oh, yeah. I think that happened with so many people. Oh, of course. Like, like walking well, into work that day. Yeah. Or even just like... Um, I have all these. I have all these goals for my client, but it doesn't matter. What are what are their goals? Like meeting, they call it meeting the client where they're at. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I can have all these things. Like I got to get your Medicare signed today, and I got to get these things done. But they come in and they're crying because they yeah. lost their housing. Mm-hmm. I got to improvise. Like I got to change my plan. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not leading this. I'm facilitating this. So I think there's so much improv just regarding the work you do. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also thinking of like ways that I can bring art and joy into mm-hmm. social work. Like I won't do social yeah. work if I can't find joy. Right. And I know not every day is me joyful. Mm-hmm. But can I I need to be able to have joy in my life and I look at that as a challenge because even now coming into social work at a very early stage, I see lots of like burnt out folks. I see lots of like people not getting paid for the work they want to do. I see a lot of the negative, but I'm like, okay, I got to really try to bring joy into this work if I want to do it because I want to have a joyful life. So, um, I'm also somebody who's like, I always want to bring artist communities into the agencies I work at because I believe artists like to help. I think we spoke of that a little earlier, but like the reason why I love artists so much is because they, they are attuned to the heartbeat of yeah. the yeah. communities they live in. Yeah. They're, they've been ostracized. They've been the black sheeps. They've been broke. They've been homeless. You know, even like LGBT communities, like yeah. art is there. So the minute I think I can try to like integrate them together mm-hmm. is great. Like I work at Chicago, I intern at Chicago house right now, which is an LGBT organization that mm-hmm. um, serves folks that uh, live with HIV AIDS and are part of the LGBT community. So I work with that agency right now. And I also work for Second City. So I was like, how can I bring these two together? And I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. We offer trans language training. So we offer like how to speak about gender and uh, create safe spaces in work environments. So I told Second City that we offer those. They were like, we want to work on that stuff. So we did three trainings for Second City this year. Oh my God, and that's amazing. That it was easy. Amazing. And I kept thinking like, this can ha- this stuff can happen. We can mm-hmm. integrate social work and theater environments easier than we think. Yeah. We just have to like make those connections. So, well, what about that? Um, didn't you do that like music improv workshop with Steph for like a yeah the Yes and Mental was, Health what Conference? Was that? Yeah. So yeah, Steph McCullough started it. She is a, a psychologist turned music director turned you know, magician mm-hmm. <laughs> turned wizard. She's uh, but she has a clinical psychology background. She was a psychologist. So she started the yes and mental health conference, which is bringing together improvisers and mental health workers and how mm-hmm. to like collab those two worlds. So yeah, we did like a music improv workshop for a bunch of um, practitioners who are like the best students in the world. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. find a plus spot on the floor. And they're just like, okay, like they, <laughs> they jump right into like the artsy fartsy stuff. But cool. what I notice sometimes though, when you're working with folks, if you have a group of people coming in and you're like, we're going to, do our a theater today they'll go fuck off right they'll yeah. go like yeah. or i don't even if i come into a place and they're like mm-hmm. we're gonna do art therapy today i go whatever yeah. even yeah. though i'm an artist totally. like, yeah there's totally. this weird like combativeness to it so what i try to do is i don't talk about it i just do it mm-hmm. so if i'm running a group i might just be like you know what guys we've been sitting all day let's everybody get up and yeah. i just start doing just gonna it, do it yeah and just like just do it yeah, don't you talk don't give about them time nope. to resist it <laughs> yeah just go with it just trick them yeah just trick them or just or just make it it's who i am yeah so if i'm your therapist this that's that's I you use. finding the joy in it. Yeah. That's, yeah. And this is, yeah. well, this is just tools I use. Yeah. So every therapist has different toolboxes. Mine happen to include theater and, and improv. So right. that can be as simple as, you know, in my office from nine to 10 in the morning, I listen to music mm-hmm. and we just know that about Amber. Mm-hmm. We know that like, that's who that person is. Right. So you can find ways to integrate music and art in like various ways that don't even have to be like, we do art classes on mm-hmm. Thursday. It can be like, no, but we, my office is colorful Yeah. Mm-hmm. or I always have like, 
essential oils or I play music. Like it can be various things that can create that environment. So I hope to just continue to find more ways to do it. Yeah. Because it's just the work that can be done in art therapy and drama therapy and stuff is like it moves it moves mountains for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. It's what I want to do. It's like it's a lot. It's it's overwhelming because it's like I feel like I'm starting a new career. I mean, I am. I'm starting mm-hmm. a new career, but I'm like, I'm not leaving anything behind. You know, yeah. that's so impressive. You know, because I feel like as actors, a lot of times it's like, well, I mean, for myself personally, I'm like, I'm in this full time job and I don't get to do theater anymore. But it's like it can still be there, mm-hmm. just in different ways. You know, just You're, finding it. Susan Messing, who's like the, one of the gods of improv told me what and she's like changed my life with one statement she was like nobody's just an improviser mm. you're an improviser a- you're even an improviser actor you're right. working on an actor or improviser teacher improviser lawyer improviser mother mm-hmm. like you're never just an improviser so make peace with that yeah and let the money that you make somewhere else fuel your art like don't apologize totally. for having a job don't apologize for needing money for groceries mm-hmm. don't apologize for turning down a non-paying gig if you can't do it like right. it's just one of those things where it's like Stop apologizing for like we. I think in theater school, and I think it's a detriment. You're mm-hmm. taught, and I thought this was always correct. Like, go in 100. Mm-hmm. percent Don't have a backup plan. Yep. And and I'm like, if you have a backup plan, well, go do that instead. Yeah. That's if you have what a backup plan, told. go do that instead. Or like, yeah. If you if you don't have to do this every day, then you shouldn't do it. And I right. think it's like f off. Yeah. The person that's telling you that is a professor at your school <laughs> who couldn't make it as a full time actor. And I don't mean that in like disrespectfully. <laughs> they just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I've even sat with like professors like, how do I do this? I remember like. Sitting with a teacher like how do I do this she's like I don't know <laughs> like, it's a mirage yeah. Like, yeah they don't know and I think like don't tell don't tell people that their other passions aren't valid mm-hmm. just may have them make peace with that you yeah. know yeah we need to we need to disassemble this idea of the starving artist yeah, yeah. stop like stop glorifying it. yeah Oy. that or concept the failure that it's failure if you're not 100% in your art yeah. every day yeah exactly because I have and this is like when the, t- the it's gonna get real on this podcast Oh, it hasn't already gotten real. I mean, this is, no, it's gotten real. Then we start talking about Grey Grace. We're like, this is real. But like, when I and I, I wrote a status about this last night and immediately deleted it because I was like, I don't have time for the fools yeah. today. Yeah. But I wrote a status about like, it's really hard for me to be working at my agency that I work at, and I'm wiping down, I'm wiping down tables with old dish soap because mm-hmm. we don't have money for cleaning supplies to help these 50 women that were homeless. Right. But I go on my Facebook and I see a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. for a black box acting class that you maybe want to take. That makes me like yeah. truly want to like jump. It's just like, just like get off Facebook forever because mm-hmm. I'm like, do I believe that like people of color or people that don't have money or marginalized communities should do GoFundMes for acting classes? Absolutely. But if you're just like, this might be fun. Yeah. <sighs> That makes me really upset. Or I'm just in this place of like, I don't have patience. Art, in my opinion, is like a privilege. And I think folks don't necessarily realize that. Or like maybe I'm just realizing it really intensely lately because I'm like, okay, you want to go fund me for this like clowning class. Cool. But like save money then. Mm -hmm. I know you're working. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm able to assess the situation. You're not somebody who's unemployed or struggling with mental illness or like from what I know of you you have a job like put five dollars a week away baby until mm-hmm. you have money for that black box yeah, class that like class go find these are for in my opinion like maybe it's like my Clint Eastwood coming out but like <laughs> my get off my lawn I knew but you like, like go <laughs> go find these oh my god I hope they don't see what I look like on uh go find these are for like my house burned down my community's mm-hmm. in trouble yeah. this agency's gonna close really extreme my kickstarting a nonprofit and it kind of makes yeah. me like cringe when I see like I want to go to this play. Right. And I'm like, Ugh. or even the thing I've seen lately 
his like people just asking the Venmos. The Venmos. Yeah. That's I've ins- seen that's it a insanity. lot lately. Yeah, that is truly insane. And Where did when did this start? I don't know. And our it's in like it's in like our it's my age group too. It's it, not like I don't see people forties doing that. And I, no. I think what it is is our because I see it everywhere, and I think it's our our lack of exposure. You know, we're we're so enclosed in our own bubbles, mm-hmm. and I am the first to admit that I live in a bubble. Mm-hmm. I live in this safe little liberal yeah. bubble oh, yeah. where everyone shares the same yes. principles that I do. We have small disagreements on on how progressive we should be, mm-hmm. but like that's about as far as it gets. And like I was talking to my friend about it last night. Like I don't even have family members who I have moral disagreements with like all my family members are bleeding heart liberals Mm -hmm. and feel the same way so like Mm -hmm. i can so easily just wrap myself in this blanket of privilege and comfort and safety where i don't ever have to challenge my own beliefs Mm -hmm. or or reach out to someone who i disagree with and try and find common ground with them and i feel like it's even as the world is expanding and it's so easy to reach everyone in the world we as humans still uh still desire that that sense of security, that sense of community, like we're all the same. We all think the same way. We mm-hmm. look the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, did you guys watch that documentary, Wild Wild Country? Not yet, but I can't wait. <sighs> it's mm-hmm. such a fuck. It's, Mom, like a it's such treat a treat for myself when I Such a mind fuck. Um, but like, yeah, so as the world is expanding, we're, I feel like we're trying h- harder and harder to like keep ourselves wrapped up in our tight little communities. And that's when things like asking for money and stuff can become so easy because you're not being challenged. You're not, you're not seeing people who are actually struggling because you've created a world for yourself in which you don't, you're, you can be blind to that and that's okay. Like, I'm just going to surround a certain amount of privilege to like the fact that you're asking for like a luxury. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't believe like, I know there's been people that are people of color or people that are, you know, um, like that are in, in need of a certain help that have reached out for money. And I don't think, I hope that the listeners know that like, come on, I know it's not that. Right. right. But if right. it's like somebody that I know very well that like, you know, takes Ubers, gets coffees and lives a very, uh, from the people that I work with now, privileged lifestyle mm-hmm. right. that for me is normalized. Cause I partake in those things too. Um, and then I go work at like a shelter. It feels weird. Like, Ooh, that's my phone. Yeah, a job. Um, it feels, it feels like I'm, I, I'm like mine effed a little bit where I'm like, I got to get used to this. Cause yeah. now I'm working in other communities. I'm like, I'm checking my own ass. I'm getting my own privilege in check. And that's a nonstop journey. Mm-hmm. And then I have to like not snap at people on Facebook, but maybe I do. Maybe I go like, Oh, this is weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like what a responsibility do I have to other people? Do I, yeah, like, I, yeah. just, I, 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 I think that's the other thing is that we're now in the age of like call out culture mm-hmm. where, you know, we have to figure out how we call each other out on our bullshit mm-hmm. and like how we raise issues um, of people who are like making a mistake and fixing it, but not also like destroying someone's career because they mm-hmm. they fucked up a little they bit. Made a mistake. Yeah, and also like how much energy do I want to put into this? Like mm-hmm. That's the I'm thing. upset. Yeah. I yeah, see you that. Never know. Like, maybe I just take care of myself and get off the internet or like put that person on a break for a while. Or maybe if like I really have an issue, I private message them and just say like, hey, I gotta be honest. I saw this today and it like weirded me out. Can we yeah. talk about it? Like if I really value that relate once again, back to the relationship, 
I feel like we can squash these things yeah. privately. Like, yeah. I don't believe in a, pu- I don't, I'm not a big like public drag I, person. I agree. I'm yeah. much more of like a, can we meet? Like yeah. I had yeah. to do this recently with like a festival that was here where it, it ended up shutting down that like the one that was like the, the X fest that was happening in January and it was, uh, it ended up not happening, but it mm-hmm. was, it was sort of in protest of stage seven, seven, three and Brian Posen oh, right, and right, stuff. Right, right. And I had a lot of issues with that, that festival as well and had a private conversation with one of the runners and it was a really hard conversation to have, but like I could sleep at night because yeah. I was like, I told them why I wanted to drop out. I told them what I was concerned about. I told them mm-hmm. I cared about them mm-hmm. and I, and then they were, you know, they did their own thing. They decided to do what they wanted to do. But I, it was one of those things where it's like, I was proud of myself and how I handled yeah. that. And it was really hard. Cause it was like, if I'm going to, I got to practice what I preach. And mm-hmm. that is really hard because yeah. yeah. you, you want to tell people like, I'm really having issues with this. And I, I care. It's, it all comes from like, I care about you or this really bothers me. Like, I right. think that does for me more than like a drag out on like a Facebook thread. Yeah. Because then it's like, who are you doing this for? Are you doing it for the person that you're actually interacting with? Or are you doing it to show the Facebook world that like you can stand up for something. Right. Well, and you I know? think, well, and sometimes there is that, like that pride. And like, when I see somebody comment, I'm like, Oh, thank God. Someone else like believes what I do. Like there is power in seeing other people's comments totally, or reactions, yeah. but I don't know if, I don't know if what that does for the long term. I, don't I think, I think it, there's a, a trap where it can get really navel gazing E where when we're so entrenched in our community and what we're doing and trying to, to push our community forward and be the, the model of progressive, uh, you know, uh, people mm-hmm. it in keeping ourselves accountable and keeping everyone in the community accountable. I think there's a danger to forget the larger point, which is that we're serving the community. We're serving the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. We're trying to outreach. We're trying to reach people who don't normally see theater. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to send a message out to people who might be closed off and we could open their eyes to something. And I feel like when we get to, uh, <laughs> is it a job for me? <laughs> no, it's a job for you. On your phone. Incredible. They're like, Amber didn't text us back, so we're texting you. <laughs> you know, when we're, when we're doing too much navel gazing, I feel like it, it kind of, uh, it kind of can make us forget what the whole point of all of this is in the first place. Yeah. Um, not that it's not important to do. Like, it is important to be examining our own community, like our own little bubble and, and making sure that we're all on the, the right track and, you know, we're pushing for diversity and we're pushing for, um, you know, pushing to not do old musicals and plays that aren't relevant anymore mm-hmm. or like that are problematic and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and all that is important, but as long as it's always geared towards the main goal, which is to like, you know, speak to our community and, and put up that mirror to society. And mm-hmm. I will say, you know, I think it took, it can take something like Trump for us to like reconnect. And oh, re- it was such a huge moment. It was a yeah. huge moment. And it was one of those things where it's like, you know, it's like, it's like the Mr. Rogers quote where it's like, uh, what do you, you know, like you're looking at something really to tear up, look at the car crash. And it's like, no, look at the people running to go help the car crash. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think with like Trump being like this terrible thing, it's brought in people together. It's brought, but then it's also polarized. So I don't know the answers. I think it'll be such a fascinating thing to like study in years to come. Like, oh yeah, we look back on, on this time. But 20 years from now. I just think like, like I said, like as artists, we have a responsibility and I think it's more than ourselves at this point. Like yeah. we got to look outside of our own personal goals. And mm-hmm. I hate, I, re- I, I, I'm scared to say that a bit because I'm like, I don't want you to think that I don't think your dreams are important and valid <laughs> because mm-hmm. we need to have actors and actresses and, and, and people on stage and people in film. And like, 
heck yeah, I want all my friends that want fame to get it. But I just, I worry sort of just a little bit about like getting so in your bubble that you're checked out of your community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the answers are. I wish I did. Well, that's why we brought you here. <laughs> you know all the answers? Oh, I feel like I've gotten a couple answers. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm just consistently confused. Or I think also just like admitting when you're like, I fucked up. Yeah. I or I don't know. Or Even just starting there, just being able to admit like, oh, okay, I definitely used the wrong word. I, yep, I fucked up. Yeah. You, know, you want to know like, a, like a, a tip that I just learned a couple days ago about pronouns that I think is really interesting is like, so I work with a lot of people that use they them pronouns, and they them is like a new is a newer thing for me because sure. it's always been he she right. And right. Um, when someone presents very male, and then I say they or she, my brain has to take a minute and figure that out because it's new. Right. And even in a year, I've gotten so much better. I actually kind of refer to everybody as they now. It's yeah. just like happening with me. It's just how my words are coming out of my mouth. Sure. But when I talked to someone about that recently, they were like, let's say you misgender somebody, you know, and of course it's like an accident. You just move forward. So we were talking about like, instead of being like, oh, he, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I know it's they, like, and like making it this thing. Mm -hmm. I always, this is, I do it all the time at work. I'm like, yeah, he submitted, they submitted their application and we just keep it moving. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think that's a really good lesson of like, assume best intentions in people Mm -hmm. and do your best. Like, you're not going to be the most woke person. Everybody has their, everybody has their blind spots, right? It's not sunny on every issue for everybody. We all have our own personal lived experiences. Sometimes I catch myself being a little get off my lawn. You know, that's what I call it when I'm like, Oh God, I'm a little get off my lawn today. Um, And that's fine. Like, that's okay. Like none of us are correct. Mm -hmm. And don't be so defensive when you fuck up. Yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 there's so little risk for you to admit like I fucked up. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll be, I'll Here's what work I'll be on better. It I'll yeah. work on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like I've had complaints from some of the older generations that I've spoken to like clients or whatever, just saying, saying like, well, this culture, this new generation knows everything, don't they? And I get that. <laughs> yeah. Like we think we know everything, <laughs> but I think every young generation thinks they totally. know everything. Totally. Yeah. You know? So I think it's just, thousand it's just percent. funny to think about, but yeah, I, yeah, oh. I think especially men are, it's just like, Anytime you see a guy get called out, like, hey, that's not appropriate to say, Mm -hmm. the reaction is always defensiveness. And I don't know what it is about us that we're so incapable of taking criticism, uh, like, (laughs) productively, Mm -hmm. that we have to be like, well, okay, yeah, obviously. Because they hear you and they freak out. Like, you did that wrong, people will shut down. Where instead of like, hey, uh, when I heard you say that, I felt really weird. Can we talk about that? Like sure. putting it on me. Is, or like one of my favorite things to do is like the impact was. So like, hey, when you called me a bitch in that scene, um, unprovoked, like it wasn't really the game. The impact was I felt cruddy and mm-hmm. I didn't and I, I got yeah. really in my head. So can we talk about just like I love you and I care about you. So I just want to talk about why that happened. And I feel like people like if you add a couple, I love you, I love you's or I care about <laughs> you's in there that can help sort of like, yeah. have the, cause it usually does come from a place of like, I really value you. So I want to figure out why this happened. Yeah. Right. If I didn't give a shit about you, I wouldn't have brought it up. Yeah. I wouldn't I would have post brought a it up. Photo on, or vague says on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And then and we I move on. You, but because so. I care about you, yeah. I want you to know how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And these conversations are really uncomfortable. I took like an apology workshop. Laugh Out Loud is a theater I work at. And mm-hmm. Lily Francis is the owner. And she is an extremely thoughtful and wonderful uh, 
female business owner <laughs> and she had brought in someone an LPC a licensed practicing counselor to teach an apology workshop mm. wow and, oh my god and what an amazing That's thing for an improv idea. theater yeah. and just because we're, we're doing improv and things come out of our head it's all it's not made up so subconscious can get weird and people can step on each other's toes or people can say like hurtful things on stage and we can't read minds so mm-hmm. the best thing you can do is like practice this like communication and yeah. usually if you squash it right away everything's okay people always want to try to do better Mm -hmm. yeah going back to what you said about about throwing in an i love you or an i care about you oh my gosh always (laughs) that thought came to me when i was watching the new queer eye on netflix and oh my gosh i mean every season i would i mean every episode i would i would ball because it it was it what it showed me was that all it took for these guys is to have someone or a group of people say I want, I care about you. Mm-hmm. I care about your well being. I want you to be happy. I want you to care, to like to yourself, like yourself and, yeah. and care about the way you look because it'll make you feel better. And I, and I care about this mm-hmm. and to have like a, a group of men oh look at you and say, I care about you. I'm here for you. Like really broke these men down <laughs> yeah. because they didn't, they don't so have powerful. that in their life. Yeah. And they, they probably never did. A lot mm-hmm. of them probably never did to just have a group of men say like, I love you. I, I care about you mm-hmm. and like it's shown me like I have been making an effort myself to like tell my f- male friends that I love them right. more often because like it's such a weird thing that I feel like I can't do that or I feel like it's weird to do that mm-hmm. when it it, it is, provides so much it, it provides like such a, a sense of, of worth and value to your and friends I, and I think that vulnerability is like so great and I think that um the challenge for me and maybe others is those statements to folks that you really are having a hard time with. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell my friends I love them, even if I'm mad at them, but if I have a really hard student, yeah. it's hard for me not to just be like, oh, they're annoying, or like yeah, yeah. I, I shut down. And I think like the hardest conversations I've had is with students or people that like I disagree with mm-hmm. or that like are really annoying me is to just like sit back and like, and say like I'm having a really hard time with you today. Yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. care about you and and what you're getting out of this class. So can you talk to me a little bit about why you interrupt me a lot? Yeah. yeah. So like, oh, like the amount of work. And when you leave, <laughs> that is hard. Yeah. Oh my. It's God. really hard. And when you leave a session like that with a student or, or a client, mm-hmm. you're exhausted. This is yeah. where like the self care quote unquote imp- like you mm-hmm. know, piece comes in where you're like. That I was with that client for an hour, but it felt like three hours because mm-hmm. it was heavy yeah. stuff. But I think like that sandwich approach is really helpful of like, hey, I really I'm really care about you is the first part of the sandwich, the compliment mm-hmm. or the, the kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that you haven't been showing up to your treatment program. So that's and I'm and I'm really concerned that you're going to lose your whatever it is. So that's like the feedback. And then you end it with a compliment. But I have been noticing that you've been telling me that you're not showing up. So that's great. So like the sandwich (laughs) of like, here's what's bothering me or here's why I love you. Here's what the here's what I need to change, and then here's what I've noticed that like you've like here's a good thing. Yeah, and like that sandwich approach can be really helpful with artist communities too, where it's like, you know, hey, uh, you know, I really care about you and the and the scene the scene work that we're doing. Um, and the thing that's funny is in in, in the artist community, like don't give notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, don't right, give right. notes, but also be humans. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody doesn't have their lines memorized, you can say like. Hey man, I know we're supposed to be off book today for the show, mm-hmm. um, and I really care about this work we're doing. Like, I'm so excited to be in this cast with you. Um, it's really, it really is hard for me when you don't come in prepared because then I feel like we really can't like become progress. the actors we yeah. want to be and progress. Sure. And then you know, like, and that is like, 
instead of like telling everybody else in the cast that Brian sucks, mm. why don't we just talk to Brian? Hey, Brian, can I talk? Because maybe Brian, God forbid, is going, is Brian's going like, man, it. I just lost my apartment. I'm super stressed yeah, yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Or you're right, man. I'm, I gotta get it together. Or Brian gets mad and then you bring the director and who cares? But you handled it. You, <laughs> and then the director it, yeah. would go like, well, yeah, you're not one of the lines. You know, yeah. like, yeah. so I, I'm trying my best and it's tempting because like gossip is real and like mm-hmm. the cattery is real and it's like we have it in our systems, but to go right to the source if I can. And that's, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a form of empathy mm-hmm. that, that it's more almost like a tougher empathy because it's like that's the I care about you enough that I'm going to call you out yes. and like push you and challenge you. And the quicker we can kind of put this fire out, I bet we can move forward and yeah. like have a yeah. really good night or whatever. Or a yeah. Good show. yeah, that's a that's a great. I point. think they should teach apology and like communication workshops in theaters because oh we God, assume I people can wish. communicate because they're artists, but yeah. that's sometimes not it's the case. harder or yeah. it's more like emotional, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I, sensitive. We, yeah. We've talked about this before on the podcast, but I did a show once that it was a show from like 2008 was when it was written, and it had a trans joke in it that was totally inappropriate. Oh my god, do you remember what it was? Um, it's it, it it's uh. They're just always fascinating to me, like what we <laughs> thought was funny. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a guy is is uh walking into a strip club, and. Uh, one of the girls comes up to him and asks if he wants to dance and and it's a man speaking and the woman is just lip syncing to the man's voice mm-hmm. like hey baby do you want to dance mm-hmm. and the guy says oh i don't do that thing anymore and mm. he uses the derogatory oh. term mm-hmm. um and we had gotten all the way through to previews with this joke still in it and it was the kind of thing where everyone knew yeah that this it, feels weird that this feels weird I and call it like the butthole it, effect where like everybody's buttholes <laughs> like go like eat. Yeah. And you can, in the audience you know will feel it too. Yes. Yeah. And it never got a big laugh because no. of that. And it was the kind of thing where we were all just like Chicago's smart. They're not gonna laugh at that. Exactly. And it was yeah, it was just the kind of thing where it was like it just required one person to be like, yeah. This is fucked up, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's all bravery agree. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and as soon as one person spoke up, everyone was like, Oh yeah. And then the director was like you're absolutely right. Let's cut it. Mm-hmm. And it there was it was wasn't a thing. It wasn't a big dramatic like, you know. No one got defensive about it. Right. No Ooh, drama. The person who was doing the scene, we, we didn't. You know, he didn't get defensive about it. No, they probably was like, "Thank you so much." You don't have to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank God. Um, and it, it was like all literally all it took was someone to be brave and be like, "I'm gonna speak up about this" because I feel like we're all feeling the same mm-hmm. thing. Just no one has brought it up mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. And, well, and yeah, and then that can be like, "Well, I don't want to be hard to work with. I don't want right. to." It's like, no, yeah. you're not hard. Like it's you're not, fear. you're great, right. and 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 all, and the best thing you can do is have the other castmates advocate for you. Like mm-hmm. we agree or we support yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'll get a lot of people that'll email me or message me like, well, this happened to me in my in this space, or this this happened to me in my in my workshop or whatever. Like this person, this guy treated me like this, and I'm like. Um, sometimes they ask for me to like help them or like, what do I, how do I follow through? Or like, can you, can you talk to them on my behalf or whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. And unless it's like, you're going to harm yourself or others since I'm a mandated reporter, yeah. that is like, of course I need to report that. But if it's just like interpersonal or improv drama, what I, what I always try to do is like, I advocate for you to say something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's brainstorm what you can say or like text it to me first and practice right. because right. you have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing and, better than having that ownership. Yep. And it's one of those things where it comes, it's stronger coming from you yep. and um and i it's like and i all you can do is advocate for your friends if they come to you like i'm concerned about something is to tell them like you're valid to that like go for it you're yeah. not being squeaky wheel mm-hmm. you're not being hard to work with these are valid concerns and like as as an artist community we can continue to like support, support each other each other right it's what a what a weird time to be alive Ooh, yeah well, 
and be I an mean, artist. The good news is I think we just changed the world with this podcast. I think we did. So. I hope everyone. Did we? I hope everyone heard it. I, know, I still feel tired. <laughs> no, Amber, you are awesome. I'm so glad I that I got to meet you. Oh my god, me yeah. too. Um, what a great first meeting. Yeah, this was awesome. Um, Do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, Thorgy Thor. Um, <laughs> I love her. Give us a call. Oh, I love her so much. No, I would just plug her Instagram. Go follow her. Um, do I have anything to plug? I do shows around the city. Yeah, I do the musical Armando at IO of Fridays at eight o'clock. Um, every week we have a different monologist, um, which means we can have like a nurse come in and talk. We have comedians. Cool. I'm trying to bring more drag queens in there. Yes. So uh, have you know, it's inspired by people's real stories, which always feels great. Um, I do shows at Laugh Out Loud Theater. Um, I'm in an improvised rock opera. I do shows all over the place. I teach. If you ever see me around, please come say hi. Is there somewhere social media wise that you post all this stuff? Instagram, Twitter? Um, yeah, I have Twitter. Facebook, uh, Amber Lindy, L-A-N-D-E, uh, Instagram. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I will have a website eventually just cause I'll, I'll probably start teaching maybe some social integrated like health or mental health improv cool. social work stuff. So yeah, awesome. cool. stay tuned for that. Um, but I just need to graduate and walk down that path. Yes, yeah, dude. You're the doing mind's it. On, my so mind's close. on the prize. I just, That's I, so exciting. I'm going to actually uh, walk. I didn't walk at Columbia and I'm going to walk because if you get your master's, you get like a hood. That is, like, the yeah. look is, <laughs> alone is fierce. Oh, we got that Our master's eleganza <laughs> realness. Oh, I will definitely do like a runway challenge. Yeah, oh, yeah. good. Um, for sure. And in fact, I think, oh, I could maybe plug this if anybody's like really, I don't know who would be a fan of, I mean, whatever, if you want to come hang out. Um, May 11th, I'm, I graduate from UIC and then that night I'm actually going to be the monologist. Oh, fun. Which is fun. Like oh, I normally awesome. am the improviser, but I'm going to You're going to be in your cap and gown. I, I think I might. You like, should bring, bring it. The Cap and just be like, listen, y'all, I'm never gonna wear this again. So let me, yeah, yeah. oh, and just sort of talk about my year, like yeah. social work and improv and stuff. So, um, that'll happen May 11th. So it'll be fun, oh, super exciting, amazing, yeah. And if anybody like wants to get involved in uh, some advocacy or you know if you have a show coming up or you want to have donations I have a lot of agencies that would really benefit from we get a lot around Christmas and summer Mm -hmm. it dries all up so Mm -hmm. if you need any agencies that you want to um, that you want to support feel free to message me I can put you in the right hands of the right people Um, LGBT organizations or any organizations that you feel like speak to you let me know because I can hook you up awesome awesome you're the best yeah yeah Yes, You're everyone. Just Thank you so Thanks. much for so, doing I was this. like honored that I was asked to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it like, felt like therapy. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, yay. this was great. We're so glad Thanks to have everybody. you. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nick and Caitlin's Talent Show. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can contact us through Facebook or Instagram. Yes, our handles, fancy (laughs) social media word, Mm -hmm. our handles for both of those things, Nick and Caitlin's Talent Show on Instagram, on Facebook. Super easy. You can't mess it up. Also, if you're listening to this, you are probably listening to us on iTunes, right? So you might as well subscribe while you're there. Give us that subscribe and give us that that five star rating, guys. Yeah, we come on. We worked hard. We worked so hard. We worked really hard. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. God damn it. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We post really fun stuff. 
You won't regret it. You won't regret it. We also <laughs> would like to thank some people, Liz Chittister, Andres Enriquez, and Casey Alfonso for the music you provide to our show. Yeah, thank you. Also, thank you to Zeke Dolzelik for um, the promotional photos that you took of us. We really appreciate it. We sure do. Yep. We want to thank you, Caitlin, as well. Thank you. I deserve it. You sure do. I would like to thank you, Nicholas. Thank you. I'm working on deserving that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. And we'd like to thank you, dear listeners. You deserve it the most. You sure do. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye.